0: Gospel according to John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin. And to grow our love for you and for one another. Amen. Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. I love my mother in law. That might come as a surprise to her. might come as a surprise to many of you, because maybe uh, you don't have the same relationship that I have with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is from Germany. My wife was born in Germany as well. And and because she's from Germany, number one, she has an awesome accent, which we're trying to, to cure our children of the impersonations that they try to do of her all the time, especially in her presence. That becomes problematic. But what I love about her is that because she is very German, she is very honest. In the sense, uh, almost too honest. You know where you stand with her. You, You know her opinion of what is taking place, what has happened. My wife is the same way. Some people have told me it's not the best gift for a pastor's wife to have. I say, well, sorry, this is what you get. So you always know where you stand with my wife as well. If you suck, She'll tell you. That's just the way it works. She'll also tell me. She keeps me very humble. Well, this is basically what Jesus says of Nathanael. Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. That word deceit uh, would mean taking advantage through, through craftiness or underhanded means. Basically, uh, being a politician or a con man. Uh, using treachery, uh, treachery, cunning, trickery, Um being someone who will say something to your face and then say something else about you behind your back. Uh, Nathaniel would be someone who probably was very German. You knew what he meant. You knew where he stood. You knew what you were going to get with Nathaniel. And he makes... sure that we understand this because he's told by Philip, hey, we found the guy. We found the guy that Moses was talking about in Deuteronomy 18, the the one who is to come, this Messiah. He's Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And you can just see Nathaniel going, Nazareth? Really? Nazareth? A place like Nazareth? It was just this backwater. It was actually four miles from, from where Nathaniel was, was from, which was Cana. Yeah, that Cana. The, the Cana uh, that we'll be at in, in just the next chapter of John, if we ever get there. John chapter 2, where, where it's the whole wine-water thing that Jesus does. Yeah, that Cana. They're just a few miles away. I'm guessing probably Nathaniel played basketball against the high school in Nazareth quite a few times. Didn't really like Nazareth all that much local rivalry, being that it was a podunk town. There was nothing there of prominence. There was nothing really to see, and yet you have Philip saying, yeah, this dude from this place you really don't like, yeah, he's the dude. He's the guy. Come see. See what's going on here. Wasn't that the expectation of most of our leadership? We, we, We don't exactly scour someone's resume when it doesn't have some some amazing things on it, which is why most people lie on their resume. We want someone with prestige. We want someone with a good CV. We want someone with great references. We want the starting quarterback. We want the homecoming queen. We wouldn't necessarily say that out loud, but it's often in the fine print, whether it's a pastor or a politician or, or whoever's gonna be dating our daughter, those are things that we, we expect. And yet, Nathanael is the one brave enough to say something about this Jesus. To say that, dude, Jesus from Nazareth? This is the guy that we're supposed to be expecting? And it turns out, yes, yes it is. Because in part, I look at it and I think about what sort of honesty plays out in the kingdom of God. What is needed of honesty, of forthrightness, of, of being forward and upfront with everything? It's basically all over the scriptures. It's all over what God has to say to us all the time. You can, you can think of, of all the prophets, every single one of them. You've got Isaiah who's told, okay, Isaiah, God's speaking to him, walk naked through the town now, let everybody know that they're going to be going into exile. Yeah, that's, that's a little brutally honest, isn't it? We would probably lock him up. Or Jeremiah. Yes, this army that has surrounded the city. Yeah, you need to go over to their side, to your enemies, or else things are not going to go well for you, for you here. Or then we could talk about the Psalms. You read the Psalms and you find out that people are pouring out their hearts to God to the point that they're asking for even vengeance because they are so terrified. Such vengeance that we sit there and we read it and we go, How could you ask God to kill pregnant women, for instance? And yet it's people being brutally honest to God, saying, This is the place where I am, God. This is what I, I need rescue here, God. I need your help. There's this call for honesty for us to be who we are before before God, and for God to be who he is for us. Well, and then you have Jesus. Jesus, who is much more than the, the cuddly little guy over in the corner penning, petting a bunny rabbit and, and talking about love all the time. Just go to Matthew chapter 10, and you hear of him saying things that are not exactly fun. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And he's speaking to people, to to the Jewish community who would have their life tied to who they were, the family that they had, their parents, their, their salvation being tied to a particular genealogy. And here, Jesus is saying, no, for I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against his mother and so on. Whoever loves mother or father more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Saying that all these things that we've built up for ourselves, that we found our identity in, these things that we've, we've, we've thought have been the honest truth about who we are, Jesus says no. In fact, instead, whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me, he says here in Matthew 10. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it completely destroys the American understanding of Christianity that, oh, God has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, it could be something else entirely. You have Peter and Paul calling us out quite regularly. Peter, his first sermon on Pentecost, telling people about the Jesus whom you crucified, who God raised from the dead. That is what he says. Or or Paul, in our our reading today from 1 Corinthians 6, He's ridiculing the people there in Corinth because they have the audacity to go to the pagan temples where where there are are brothels and taking part in what what was pagan worship that involved some things that we maybe don't want to discuss in church. Being brutally honest, telling it like it is. Or we can go to our Old Testament reading in 1 Samuel. Little Samuel The young man who, born to a woman who could not have children, and she says, I'll dedicate him to you, God, if you give him to me. And so she does. And then we find out that the priest that he's put under isn't doing his job, doesn't even teach him about God. He just says, oh, go sleep in the tabernacle. And there God calls to Samuel. And Samuel hears it a bunch of times, and he keeps thinking it's Eli calling because he doesn't even know who God is. And finally, Eli realizes it and says, okay, if he calls you again, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth. And so God calls Samuel again. And Samuel doesn't even say, speak, Lord. He just says, speak, for your servant hears," Because Samuel didn't even know who God was. Didn't even know the Lord. And yet, God called upon him. And then he says to this young boy, Samuel, Samuel, you have a job to do. And your first job is you need to go to your foster dad and tell him your time's up. Your family's done. You're all going to die. What a wonderful job for a young man. But calling forth for some honesty, to be forthright and upfront about some things. Because you see, that honesty is necessary. Christ calls Nathanael through Philip because he wants him as part of his group to go and spread the news. Nathanael being often the preacher we need, the preacher to come to us and preach to us maybe about our sin, but also a preacher who I think Nathaniel would have been very upfront about himself. He wouldn't have held himself up as some great paragon of virtue, but instead he would have been very honest about his own frailties. But then again, I think he would have also been very honest about this Jesus of Nazareth. He wouldn't beat around the bush. He wouldn't take himself too seriously. He would take Christ seriously, because he is the one, actually, who is the first to confess Christ for who he is. John the Baptist doesn't even do this. John the Baptist, yeah, he says, "There goes the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world," but it's it's Nathaniel, this one who 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 has no deceit found in him, is the one to say, "You are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel." Because this honesty that he portrays is this honesty that becomes a tenant of our faith. A calling for us to be honest about ourselves, a calling for us to be honest about our God, who he is, a calling for us to be honest about the cross, why it matters, about our redemption. Because this week, in both congregations, we are reinstituting communion in the service. So that we'll be coming to the table to receive the body and blood of Christ. Every single time we do that, whether it's through the the, the video services or through in-person worship, where where I get to look you in the face and say your name and hand you the bread. Every time we come forward, we're making a confession, an honest confession of who we are, because regardless of whether we we did the confession and forgiveness at the beginning of the service or not, every time we come forward for communion, we're honestly saying, yes, this is something that we need. Something that I need, where Christ calls to me and says, this is my body given for you, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. Coming forward to announce to the world, yes, I am a sinner in need of this Jesus who gives himself to me. But I think in some ways that's why Jesus, when he calls his disciples, there's no resume, there's no CV, there's nothing. He just says, follow me, for instance. He says, come and be with me. See me for who I am. And Philip saying to Nathaniel, come and see. It's the same thing. Come and see who this Jesus is. Realize that there's no, there's no speech. There's no motivational sermon given. There's, there's no used car salesman in a plaid suit. No, instead it's Jesus. And then Nathaniel comes to him. And Jesus says the one thing that we need to always remember. He says, I saw you. Because not only is there this calling for us to be honest, but also we need this Jesus who is honest with us, who looks at us and says, I see you. I know you. I look past the facade. I look past the shell. I look past the smile. And I know you for who you are. And you're mine. And you will always be mine. Regardless of how honest you are of yourself, I know you and I will be yours truly and always that you might know me, be with me forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.